0: 57, Judges 9 through 12. Nosedive. <laughs> nosedive, right? Remember, when you think of the book of Judges, you know, think of nosedive. And this section is going to highlight it and really start, right? This is, um, you're on the airplane. You know right now uh, there's no pulling up, right? Things are not going to get better. They get bad. Really, really quickly. And I think this section was one more so when, as I read it, man, I was really just taken aback by, oh, all these dudes are wilding. Man, they're crazy.
1: Yeah. Like, literally, the thought I had was like, man, human sinfulness, bro. Like, Mm. it's so deep. It's deeper than I think if we. Really knew how, how deep it really was everywhere widespread. We'd be in despair, right? Right. But the beauty of what God does here is that he knows everything, right? He's om- omniscient, like om- all-knowing, and yeah. he still uses sinful men to save other sinful men, which is crazy, right. but it just makes Jesus shine so much brighter in that he was a sinless man to save Absolutely, all man. his people. Yep. And so, bro, this Abimelech story was blowing my mind. <laughs> Like literally. So he he's the son of Gideon, right? And he, yeah, right. His, his dad is gone, you know? And he basically he uh, has two sides of the family, his mom's side and his dad's side. And he got 70 brothers, right? Yeah. <laughs> on his dad's side. And basically this dude goes to his mom's side because he's the only one from his mom's side. Right. He goes to his mom's side and says, yo, I'm trying to become king. Like I'm trying to get on. What y'all going to do? Help me out. <laughs> And so they basically fund, they basically give him money to yeah. get a militia of, of folks right. to kill all his brothers. Right. And I just remember this quote that like, you always talk about, man, like, power corrupt, has the ability to corrupt, but absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And he just mm. has this huge lust for power, bro, and yeah. manipulation, right? Yeah. For, for selfish gain. And they actually go through with it. And one of the things I just thought about, man like, Satan would have it that if we can't be destroyed from the outside, obviously God's enemies will not prevail. Right, that we would implode from the, within, bro. Mm. And you mm. just see this—you see this just coming up. All yeah. This chapter.
0: Yeah, yo, what's wild is, you know, in the last chapter, right? In chapter eight, God's like, "Yo, Gideon, I'ma save y'all, y'all's group." with a small group of folks so that people put their trust in me and they don't put their trust in you. At the end of the story of Gideon, people put their trust in him Mm -hmm. and they say, yo, we want you and your sons to rule us all. And Gideon's like, nah, 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 listen, y'all really want God. So he's trying to talk them out of his family ruling. And then in this chapter, what you have is his family Plotting, scheming, yeah. killing, yeah. robbing, stealing, all of that. Mm. Um, and so you have all these people plotting for power. And then at the end of chapter nine, yeah. mm-hmm. what you get is this while everybody down there scheming for power, uh, at the end of nine, it says, no, no, no. And God made sure that Abimelech got what came back to him. Mm. And God made sure. Shechem got what came to them. And so at the end of the nine, what you see is this, regardless of who plots and schemes, it is God that actually rules over his people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are plotting, scheming, but God's gonna be the one that hands out the punishment at the end, right? Like kids in a room that are fighting over who's in charge. Then the parent comes in and says, both of y'all getting spankings, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what God does here,
1: proving that he is it, their ruler. And he's, yeah, like, man, again, like, one of the huge characteristics of God that the Bible wants us to see is his justice. God right. is just. And, and that's, yeah. that's hopeful for us, man, like, for people who yeah. have been through things in life. Everybody's been through something, uh, especially people groups who have been marginalized, man. Like, at the end of the day, God, right. in ways unbeknownst to us, he's yep. one day going to make things right, that's right. That, yep. because that's who he is. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I man I just think the text after this it reaches this a climax, bro, like where you just have the full canonization. they just got paganized. They go right. They go and they are worshiping every single god. All it's like a, you know, seven in the Bible is this number of completion. All these seven yeah. people groups they're worshiping all of their gods. Right. And God is fed up.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. So they cry out and and, and they're like, "Yo, God save us. And God's like, God's like, yo, y'all spending all these time with these idols. Yeah. Go let them save you. Let them save you. And then what, you, yeah, and then you see them really step up their uh, repentance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they say, no, 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 no. God, really, look, we're putting them all in the trash can. We're going to roll them out to the bin Friday. And what you see is the people really, at that point, it seems as if they come to grips with the impotence of all the stuff that they worship, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're asking God to save them. Mm-hmm. God says, "Now, nah, go to what you've put your trust in. Mm-hmm. And they know like, yo, these idols aren't powerful enough to keep themselves from being thrown in the recycle bin and rolled out to the curb. Yeah. Idols really aren't a thing. We need God to save us. And do you know what God does? Once again, to this sinful people that's going to mess up again, this sinful people that are experiencing self-inflicted wounds. Yes. God yeah. says,
1: yo, yeah.
0: man, I'm overcome with yeah thoughts of yours misery. Mm, yep. I, right, right. I'm going to come through. And and we just see the compassion of this great God.
1: Amen. And- yeah. Jephthah comes, and Jephthah's story is crazy. I was like, <laughs> I was literally wrestling with the text for a long time, just like, what? Wow. Like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. And um, yeah, I think the first part is a bit more clear, so he's basically, right. the Lord is gonna use him, but his brothers don't like him. Like, he's treated terribly, and right. they actually, like, drive him out the crib, like, bro, cause you you're not really with us, like, you're the, the son of a prostitute. Right. And like, we don't really rock with you like that. So yeah. he gets pushed out the crib. The irony, like there's so much irony in the story and we don't have time to point it all out, but he moves to a land named Tobe. And yeah. Tobe literally is a Hebrew word for good or goodness. Yeah. And he's everything but good, right? Right. So he moves to Tobe and he literally becomes a gang member or a bandit, mm. like a bandit, a plunderer. So in the text literally says he got with worthless men and they went on yeah. raids. So this, in this time, the equivalent of like, Going and robbing folks, getting <laughs> right. quick, quick, uh, uh, quick, um, dishonest gain, those kinds of yeah. things. Yeah. And when the judgment of God comes, the people of God they come to Him. They're like, "Yo, yeah. man, we need your help. The Ammonites is crazy. I know you' tough. Yeah. <laughs> You're a tough guy, <laughs> so help us." And God uses him, and I'm like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah, just the fact that our brokenness is not enough for God's purpose, like for God's purposes to be thwarted. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. That God is just going to use sinful men Mm -hmm. and it's like uncoerced. So throughout this story, what you're going to see is that the spirit of God comes on him, the spirit of God comes on him and he doesn't have to do anything to get that. Right. And then that's what makes the little vow at, at the end, right? So you probably read that little vow at the end and you're like, what is this? What? Like, Mm -hmm, so you see this him being somebody who, you know, is able to recount the history of Israel with incredible detail. But then when he's getting ready to go into this last war, he kind of bargains with God. And it's one, the vow was unneeded, right? Mm -hmm. God's already been with him uncoerced. So you see that he doesn't quite understand God as much as you know he thinks that he did, and that last vow part I'm gonna say this right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm uncertain as to exactly what that means, what that was, so mm-hmm. you know there's some scholars that'll look back and say, no, he actually you know you know made a vow to um give a burnt offering of whatever came out of the house, and so he wrongly sacrificed his daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh there's some scholars that are going to go on and say, no, 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 wait a minute. Um uh the word and that's used there, right? Um, that and should be an or where um mm-hmm. uh, he says, yo, I'll dedicate whatever it is to the Lord or offer it as a burnt sacrifice, I think from Leviticus 13 or Leviticus 17. Um, So there's some folks that will say based on the emphasis that's placed on the virginity of his daughter, um, that being what she mourns over, that being what's brought out at the end in uh, 1139 where it talks about his vow, that the vow kept was made to dedicate her to the Lord. And there's some folks that would say, well, that plays into the he didn't have an inheritance from his dad, right? And he only had one daughter, and now she's not going to have any kids, so he's not going to be able to leave anything behind. All of that to say. Um, man, it's one of those things that are, you know, unclear and a little, you know, confusing, but I don't think when we read about this story, in the context of the whole book of this nosedive, Keith, like, you, you, you said. I think the thing that continues to stick out is man look at God using these sinful people to save his people to work these great works. Amen. And,
1: yeah. and that's what he does. That's yeah, I got it. The character of God. Yeah. Amen.